Well, your individually, your Dude Soup challenges are all to come up with a slogan for Dude Soup. By next week, want it on my desk. So that's a, that's a slogan and a logo. Yes, combined. Okay, all right, we'll do. I can <laughs> make do that. it good. I don't Sounds okay both. now? Question mark. <laughs> that's the slogan. <laughs> Welcome to a very spooky uh, derelict bowl of dude soup. It's cobwebs all in it. Spooky sounds. Resident Evil Seven's coming on. I'm excited. Uh, I am joined. I am Lawrence. I am your host and MC for Dude Soup. And I'm joined by James Willem, uh, resident expert, couch expert, uh, Lise Willems. Hey, I'm excited to be here. Wish I was playing Resident Evil early though. Yep, Adam Kovic. <laughs> Mia Djokovic was hot in that one movie. Almost got it. Amber <laughs> Green. <laughs> I'm a resident slogo expert. Oh, no, oh, you're not, though. Cool word, Bruce. Yeah, I, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I spent all night working on that. Did you oh. trademark it? I did. It's already trademarked. Good for you. Nice. Oh. And uh, every time Lawrence says it, I make, I make money off of that. That's good. That's Hold good on to know. Now. Trademark search. We're going to do this right by the now. Time, so by the time uh, people are, are like listening to this mm-hmm. or watching this. So I'll be dead. Yeah. They'll all have beaten Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah, we'll be background noise for them clearing Resident Shit. Evil on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's Already? okay. Hey, I, I would rather be somebody's background noise than no noise at all. Mm-hmm. That's what I, why I've lived my life. Hashtag women's march. Yeah, <laughs> basically. That's what we strive for. I keep it on, on the other on the TV so table. I feel good about myself staying at home getting that dirty coin. That's good. Uh, this uh, episode is brought to you by two sponsors, Blue Apron and Movement. You can check out this week's Blue Apron menu for free and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. A lot of free in there. We go into blueapron.com slash soup. And you can get 15% off your watch order with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash dude soup. Thank you for that, Bruce. Yeah, the uh, man, the way air checks work, as long as we have them on by the time we get to the actual read. Oh, good. That should be a fun game we should play. Oh, uh, hiding. You show, so you show mm. like one of our interns or, or someone and they're... They're like halfway across the world. Well, like a helicopter drops them off at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And then several times during the show, you check in on them to see how close they are to the building like and the how much time is left for the ad read. It's yeah. the Al Roker tracker. Oh, oh guys, good news. Slogo has not been Why would it be with two Y2Gs? Y2Gs. Y2Gs. Because uh, people love double consonants. No, they no, don't. No, they hate it. They like logo less. or slogan with yeah, two that's Gs. Stupid. Watch this. Watch this. It's Slogo. That's no, stupid. That's Slogo. Slogan. No, because it's slogan or logo. It's two Neither G's. of those have two G's. But when you put them together, there's two G's. No, there so isn't. Then it would be S L. I don't recall you making up the word, James. Bruce did. Fuck him. We'll ask him. What about an umlaut over the O? Then becomes slow. You're adding stuff in. People are gonna get. People are gonna get offended. Hey, we're living in an era of American pride, American nationalism. To wit. Boy, it was great seeing a Nazi get punched in the face. Um, in case there's any moral debate, that's where I fall. You guys don't have to weigh in on it. Uh-huh. Fuck Nazis. Punch them in the face. Um, but we can extrapolate this out to have an interesting discussion topic, not about the morality of punching fucking Nazis in the fucking face. Uh-huh. But instead, maybe there's a time in your life where you had a metaphorical Nazi in front of you and you had to violate your internal code of not punching fascists in the face and punch a fascist in the face. Can I tell so, you where my brain goes when yes. you say that? When yes. you say... So saying Nazi, mm-hmm. Nazi today makes no sense because the Nazi party was disbanded. Nazi Germany is gone, all that stuff. So in my mind, we have like a forever young situation where someone was frozen during <laughs> World no. War II. And then he woke up and he's like, I, I'm back. I'm so happy. And someone the goes, world has changed. Right. And then Captain America, our yeah. guy dressed up such as, punches him. <laughs> and everyone goes, everyone goes, yeah. So, so neo He's a medical marvel. Uh, white nationalist white is the phrase. There you yeah. go. Uh, but... Putting putting that aside in the video, the guy though said he he said I like black people fine, which by the way means he hates black people. Just that's translation. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> if there were subtitles, it'd make it a lot easier. 
Uh, I like chili fine. I say that. I um, don't care for chili. Before we get to the whole morality question that you're raising, though, I I'm just want to say that no. it's not for me that it was it was a moot point because I'm in favor of punching just straight Anyone? up. Anyone yeah, at all? Like, I don't reason. think you, you know, I, I think punching is better than shooting or stabbing. And I think we've gotten too sensitive as a society to punching. Hmm. I think if you just punch someone, I think that's going to end the conflict in a much more constructive way than it would if someone pulled a gun or pulled a knife. Yeah, I was going to say, so what did this guy do? That- oh, man, you guys are getting real distracted. Um, that's it. I just want to let you know that I was pro-punching. I didn't want to linger no. on that particular subject, despite savoring every second of it. Uh-huh. Uh, Adam, as, okay. as far as you need to know, there was just a, yeah, a video okay. of a dude getting punched um, in the face that went viral. So did uh-huh. he, was he assaulting somebody? He was, no, he is a white nationalist that calls for the, what is it? Peaceful racial or peaceful ethnic cleansing. Okay. So fuck him. He got punched in the face. But, right. Yeah. So okay. So he was doing an interview. The video is, yeah. he was None doing of that matters. an interview. Let's all throw that in the trash can. No, there's and context. Is during his interview. Fuck, just, this is the one thing I wanted to avoid. I'm never bringing up world, but world politics. But did he die or something? Here. No. Did he die? He got oh, punched boy. in the yeah, face and he walked away crying like a baby. earlier. We the got, guy got punched in the face and he died. No, I, I didn't. Say, this is exactly why I will never bring a topic like, screw it. I'm just kind of curious. Let's talk about Resident Evil instead. Oh, man. Too bad. I think... Yeah, that guy deserved to get punched in the face. Really? Is it the he best? He didn't want to talk about the. He wants to talk about a different morality. Is it issue. the best way to tackle these issues? No, violence you tackle is, the violence guy. is never the way. No, I'm saying that he deserved but, to die for it too. Oh boy, Omar! Wow, wow. Well, I, I, I think he deserved a lot more than get punched in the face, but um, prison justice over here. <laughs> I, you know, I'm all about that prison justice, <laughs> but uh, it, it is the kind of thing where like there are lots of great peaceful leaders in history that you know haven't used violence. Well, to accomplish means I don't know. Last last thing I'm going to say is that the takeaway is the person who got punched is a dick, and the person who punched is also a dick for a different reason. Yeah, two dicks hitting each other. I'm okay with that. Uh, let's let the dicks fight it out. There you I'm go. Saying, I'm the, saying. the the great quote I think it was from Futurama, but it was like I don't agree with what you said, but I will die defending your right to say it. You just that's attributed not, that to Futurama. That's that's absolutely not. That's I, that's uh, where I last heard it. And this is why we don't talk about politics <laughs> yep. on this podcast. I'm just saying that's kind of fucked up to hit someone for saying a thing. Mm. <laughs> I love that you thought Futurama. But Resident Evil's coming out, so I guess instead of it's instead out. of trying to, it's out. Not during the live streaming of this. No show. one watches no, no, the no. live stream. We have to pretend it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> there are some people, maybe. Bunch of stuff happened. Remember the whale wars? How come you think that in the first Resident Evil they told you the blood type of all the characters? What am I supposed to get from that? Do you actually? Do you want a real answer? Yes. Okay. Um, in Japan, blood type is often often correlated with personality. So it's kind of the equivalent of uh, an astro- astrology sign. I'm punch you in the face. Yeah. You could. Hey, it's just words, James. But then I'd be a dick, and you'd be a dick mm-hmm. too. But no, they uh, they so certain certain like uh, like somebody's hot headed or whatever. They are A B or whatever. Who knows? Uh, it, it was just kind of in in Japanese culture. It's like oh, they're this it's kind like of zodiac person. sign, basically. Yes. Hmm. Um, what's your blood type? Measurements are a whole other thing. Uh, I am O negative, universal donor. Me too. I'll so keep I that can, in mind. Can give uh, to the world. I'm B positive. I'm pretty sure, which I think is the Wait, next no. rarest type. I'm O positive. Oh. Hmm. Well. I think you're the universal receiver then. <laughs> nice job, James. Hmm. No, you're the you're the I'm rare the universal donor. Yeah. Wasn't O negative the universal receiver? O negative is universal donor. That's why the fucking Red Cross won't leave me alone. They don't leave me alone either. It's Uh-oh. just run by vampires. Yeah, they just fucked everybody. You guys should just what do it. Whatever they sell it for plasma anyway. I think Futurama said that. 
Hmm. Um, I just tell them I'm HIV positive. They stop calling. <laughs> Adam tells him he's the universal soldier. Sure, yeah. I and I, told, I said, it's not a death sentence. <laughs> 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 I could still get blood. I still make plenty of it. Hello? That's Why'd fine. you hang up? <laughs> All right. So here's. I totally can't find it. Ah, I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Here's no, a. Uh, okay. Here's another, uh, here's another uh, less salacious, much easier to comment on topic. Uh, Twitch is censoring things again, or rather they still are. Basically, the, the developer of Yandere Simulator, or Yandere Simulator, as he mm-hmm. calls it, not sure exactly, despite my uh, clear encyclopedic knowledge of Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. you were there for like nine days. Yeah, and also I know all about blood types, so, you know, there you go. basically an expert. Um, so Yandere Simulator is still not streamable on Twitch. And uh, the developer, whose name I don't know because they refer to themselves as Yandere Dev, uh, basically put up a 20-minute video chronicling their interactions with Twitch, uh, which there are apparently very few of. So in January, on January 21st, 2016, the game got banned from Twitch. And uh, the developer, in this case, highlights every questionable element in the game that might have gotten it banned and then says, but these other games have those elements too and are not banned. Uh, and he also itemized all the things he's tried. He tried using their support portal, tried emailing support directly, PM'd Twitch admins, emailed Twitch dev success team, posted on the Twitch forum, and he was told that he posted in an inappropriate place. And then he even DM'd Twitch employees directly. No one has ever contacted him from Twitch, and he's never really had a conversation with anyone on Twitch about why his game is banned or why not. And I guess I should skip back a bit. Are you guys, you guys, we played Yandere. Yeah, we played it. But for the sake of the audience. Two years ago? Yeah. It was fun though. It was a while ago. So for the sake of the audience, Yandere Simulator is a game where you you play as kind of a jealous Japanese schoolgirl. There's a boy you're trying to date. Simulator. Yes. That's a simulator. (laughs) Sorry. There's a boy you're trying to date. And the point of the game is to eliminate all other competition. So he has to go out with you. And you do that by torturing Japanese schoolgirls, uh, gossiping on them, spreading rumors, Mm -hmm. taking panty shots and circulating them so they get so embarrassed they don't come back to school. It's pretty fucking awesome. Basically, Mean Girls the game. There's no nudity in it, right? Uh, no, there yeah. is. There is no uh, yeah. visible nipples or genitalia. Yeah. To put it to put a point on it. Uh, That's why it's banned. <laughs> There's from no the, from James Willems Twitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, make it more real, puss. <laughs> like Twitch is a bunch of bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fist pumping, but wouldn't they be cool? I want to see the badge, then you can stream it. Yeah. <laughs> Show me those lips. Oh, Bottom g- lips. Give me some hairy muff. There's no yeah. hair, no thanks. Uh, thanks so much. he's in the position of not knowing why his game is banned. He also pointed out that South Park Stick of Truth has all of that stuff plus more. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's fully streamable on Twitch, no qualms. God of War is also extremely violent. Mm-hmm. You rip a dude's head off, totally fine. Yeah. Uh, maybe not totally fine, but... He, uh, he itemizes a few theories about why nobody's getting back to him. The most concerning and probably realistic. Mm-hmm. This is serious. <laughs> is this your opinion or his? No. Okay. This is in the video. Oh. He uh, describes an anti-anime bias, which I'm very concerned about. Um, <laughs> are there other anime games that are banned? I'm glad you asked, Adam. <laughs> yes, I'm not. In fact, I, uh, a majority, in fact, of the, of the banned games on Twitch are... Of the anime persuasion, um, actually, let me look up a list real quick to make sure it is a and it, it is in fact a majority. Wait, change.org. Uh, so hold on, can we title this video "Twitch's Racist?" Question mark. I think we can, Bruce. Yes. Yep. I was just I was thrashing around for a for a title in there, but anime isn't race. a race anymore. The Japanese uh, anime probably sells better in America than it does in Japan. They probably. At this point, yeah. I mean, they don't call it anime; they just call it life. They just call it animation. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it is a race. Video approved, Bruce. <laughs> okay, in a in a cursory look, it does it does appear that over half of the games are are of uh, 
From the land of the rising sun. Really? Or and at least inspired by their art. They could be made by Westerners, but it's mm-hmm. weird. So, um, and I think that just despite living under an anti-anime bias my entire life, I think there may be a shred of truth to that, how certain certain kinds of expressions seem okay because they're from a culture you're familiar with. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, anime is also really fucked up, so that do- also doesn't really surprise me that games that might push the boundary to an uncomfortable level tend to be that sort of thing. Uh, but despite there being a clear anti-anime bias, both in Twitch and the world at mm-hmm. large, uh, he summarizes with this quote, which I think is pretty powerful. Imagine the following situation. You are a game developer. You spend 12 hours a day, seven days a week working on your video game. You don't take vacations and you don't take time off on holidays. When your friends invite you to parties or weddings, you decline because you want to make progress on your game. You pour your heart and soul into this game. You pour your blood, sweat, and tears into this game. Then, one day, your favorite website bans your game, doesn't give you a reason why, and refuses to communicate with you when you ask about it. That would be a pretty screwed up situation, right? Um, and his, his conclusion is Twitch TV can screw you over and there's nothing you can do about mm-hmm. it. Um, other developers have echoed these problems. Robert Yang and spe- specifically made Radiator 2, mm-hmm. uh, Cobra Club, Rinse and Repeat. And his games outright restricted on Twitch. Cannot stream them or your account will get banned. Mm-hmm. And he made the same arguments as that there's no actual sex in these games. It is sexual, mm-hmm. but not in a way that's more overt than any of these other games. Plus, in the specific case of Robert Yang, he's like, this is so sexual, no one's going to get a boner jack off from this. It's not pornography, but it is sexual. So why then Why then am I not allowed to you know, promote my game on Twitch with streamers, do the sort of grassroots marketing that indie games kind of need and rely on? Your cleavage is showing. It's cool, man. Yeah, just a little cleave. Just a little bit. Um, a little nut cleavage. Thanks for that donation, Ooh. streamer. I mean... There's a simple solution to all of this. Go where you're where you're accepted. And I'm I'm not okay. saying I'm mm. not I, I'm totally on the side of this is stupid. Like yeah. clearly someone made a personal morality decision yeah. on this matter which is not is not like binary at all. It's totally a gray area. And when you start making decision morality decisions in a gray area where a, like someone else can walk in and go like to me it seems objectively wrong, you're going to you're going to get in trouble. Um, and then also the fact that this person tried to go through the avenues of tech support to get clarity because then, I don't know, maybe they'll change some sort of, if it's an aspect of the blood, I can change the blood because to me there's value in Twitch. But at a certain point when you've gone through this, it, it sucks and this person's right to be pissed off. But then be like, like hey, if you guys like my game uh, and you want to stream it on YouTube. I'll get, I'm giving out 50 codes tonight hmm. like to stream it on YouTube. Yeah. Go stream it on YouTube and I'm going to retweet all the streams that you're streaming on YouTube if YouTube allows it or wherever other place allows it. I think we streamed it on YouTube. I'm, I thought we did. I think so. Yeah, I, think um, so. I mean, we mostly only stream on YouTube. No, I, I, the game. I think we streamed it. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure we did. Um, so it's like that's, those are the kinds of like at a certain point, he, I'm not saying he's doing the wrong thing. I'm just saying like this is how it goes, man. If If there's a billboard that's that is owned by a religious news network and you want to put condom ads up on it and they don't want to let you, you can't just sit there and shake your fist at the billboard, go to a different billboard or or take your business elsewhere. Um, Well, you hit on a really interesting point, which is that, yeah, Twitch TV is a private company. They can do whatever they want with their service. But I feel like, and, and I think we've talked about this before to an extent, but what happens when services like Twitch or YouTube are so ubiquitous and necessary, necessary is tough, but so ubiquitous, much like television, mm-hmm. that it becomes a utility. That, yeah, yeah. that everybody has a reasonable right to expect with enough you know, disposable income, they can access this thing 
and that people can use it as a medium for communication. That puts Twitch in the position of being stewards of that communication, and then they need guide, like very clear guidelines about Yeah, how but that's this governed. guy isn't someone trying to live their life. He's a game developer. He, too, is trying to run a private business. You're right. And yep. so it's two private businesses trying to work in tandem. It's it's like with us. Like, it's not as nearly a dire situation. But, boy, would it be nice if one of our videos went up and it went up on the front page of YouTube or trending or whatever. Yep. Like, it would be nice if that happened. It never does. But it's not necessarily our right to expect that it does. Um, and I'm sure if we found some sort of other outlet that was totally willing to put our videos in front of a huge audience, then we'd, we'd be it. like, okay, well, we're going to go over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I think it's, I think it totally sucks and I think it is not fair. And I think it's stupid of Twitch to ban games. Like if they want to ban the streamers themselves, but to make a decision on, to basically make a ratings decision on video games themselves seems really, really dumb. Um, because there's all kinds. Like right yeah. now, we're looking at a game from what year? 1993 or oh, something. Boy. And there's just blood all everywhere <laughs> and stuff like that. We're and watching the making of Resident Evil 1. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's so it seems really, really dumb to decide, oh, this is okay and that isn't okay. In, in my experience from what I've seen, these sorts of uh, things happen in large companies. Because obviously Amazon bought Twitch and so now Amazon runs Twitch. Mm. Uh, there's typically one person... Usually that's like somewhere in the middle that's like putting a stop to all of those anime games and being like, no. And it's it's a weird situation because if you, the more you appeal Twitch, the more this guy gets bothered by it. And eventually he'll probably just, he'll, he or she will dig their feet in and be like, no, we're not doing this. Bar none, that's it. Stop mm-hmm. it. And um, the answer usually is like, well, why? And they go, because it makes me feel weird. Right. Mm-hmm. No, and, and that's the thing yeah. is that there's usually some personal opinion, yep. like James is saying. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that, oh, yeah, some really violent other games with like like half nudity and stuff like that are fine on Twitch. But then this game, they're just bothered by it. So uh, there are lots of other options besides going to another platform. Um, I would say appealing to personal like people you know at twitch maybe going to them and being like asking them why rather than being like this is stupid i don't like this well, say think, how wait, come i think he has and he's not getting yeah. any response yeah. no i know that and like yeah. exhaust other other avenues like that's because that's what i would usually do until i got any response well, th- so like all. a similar situation would be so i'm i don't know the exact people he's been messaging and i kind of don't want to know and i hope he doesn't make that public yeah. no he didn't okay good he was um, actually super super well reasoned this, 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 this guy has been very professional ever since we've heard about this story but i'm just saying having been on the side of working for a company that's perceived to be completely evil <laughs> and doing weird things to other people and then me getting messaged basically someone saying hey did you hear about this and i, I put my hands up, I, go, I know nothing about this yeah. i'm going to ignore it until it goes away because i w- no good of it will come from me because now i'm on record for saying something on behalf of a company for something that i have no control over and bruce is right it's probably someone in middle management where we've dealt with this before yeah. where someone said, don't use that word. We're like what's wrong with that word? Don't use it. <laughs> you can't use it. It makes me feel bad. And you're like, why are you crying? Like that's yeah. odd. <laughs> well, that's strange. I'll play devil's advocate on this because yeah. I think like, just like television has standards and practices and certain censorship. It's, it's their platform. Mm-hmm. Twitch, I think has every right to censor it. However they like, they do. They do. Um, but like YouTube has very, you know, certain guidelines and YouTube has been a little bit more transparent about, why maybe they are flagging videos and and content maybe twitch should do that a little bit more and i think it's it's pretty lame that they're not responding to him 
completely devil's advocate, though, because you guys have said that this guy seems like a pretty class act when it comes to handling this situation. He comes a year from, from then and he says, hey, guys, my game is still banned on Twitch. That's putting his game back into the news, drawing more attention to mm, it. Kind, it right of, kind yeah. of the 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 uh, forbiddenness of it is, you know, propelling people to to yeah. purchase it. Like mm -hmm. he may get more people checking out his game than if it were being streamed on Twitch. Um, so was, he's like a like smart a, Phil Fish. He, he admit, <laughs> I mean, he even admitted as much in the video that he posted. He oh. said, when I first brought this issue to light, the subscriber count on my YouTube channel shot way up. up. So he was basically saying, I, I'm doing this now because this is how I can communicate mm -hmm. with, you know, my potential audience yep. and people that may want to play the game. So, yeah, it's, I mean, he's, he's exceedingly smart in that he even acknowledges that he's making the best of a bad situation mm -hmm. by making it a story. Full disclosure, I yeah. did not watch the video, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> I think good uh, for him. But, uh, yeah, and uh, I, again, I think the, the biggest thing that he has a problem with, at least to your point, about Twitch's uh, clarification of their, their standards and practices is that by his perception, there are other games that are allowed that yeah. have the same or worse content, and he can't get anyone to tell him why his has been. Yeah, and they don't have like a guideline saying this is exactly why we limit certain content. He uh, he actually does forward out an interesting theory, that makes sense. But I he also so it's interesting. He he laid out all. It was actually an incredible, incredibly deep video, because uh, he went through like a couple of scenarios that by his accounting could have could have caused a situation, and the one that he hit on was yeah, there was probably a person mm -hmm. that made a decision and that decision may have been two years ago and even now that person could be gone but no one wants to rock the boat so they're not revising the policies mm -hmm. um, another possible theory he had was that in addition to the loathsome anti-anime bias that is seeping into all parts <laughs> of our culture and daily lives uh, he also theorized that there may be an anti-indie bias not not like we hate indies but more like this game is not going to get a lot of viewership oh. at all mm -hmm. so why would we invite a conspiracy on our, or why would we invite a controversy we could just ban it and and you know set sail to the 300 concurrent viewers it's going to get, and then we won't lose a lot of ad dollars because viewership's not going to go down. But right. then we dodge a potentially dicey decision. It, Whereas God of War, is, a lot yeah. of people are going to watch that, so it's it's safe. I, I don't I don't know that that's right or wrong. Obviously, like speculation or whatever. But man, it's like in terms of business advice, which I shouldn't be giving anyone. Mm -hmm. But in terms of business advice, Twitch Twitch would be foolish to try and pick and choose games that they think are going to be big. Oh, it's, sometimes it's impossible to tell that that dumb little game is going to be you're huge. You're going to ban something, and then everyone's going to be playing it, yeah. and it's going to be the biggest streamed, and it's going to be happening on a different platform, not yours. Mm. Like I think of like Ark or whatever, like mm. a game where you press a button to take a shit. Mm -hmm. Like someone could have decided, oh, I don't like that. Like mm -hmm. oh, some streamer made a pile, made a pyramid of shit. I don't like that. That offends me. That's funny. But it's like then you miss out on. All the people that are playing that game, absolutely, and how much the game has developed over time, and the audience that it's built, yeah. it seems well, very, very foolish. But then there's also the internal Twitch mandate that may or may not exist, which is we need to promote games that we can sell on Amazon. Is Yonder Simulator for sale on Amazon? Huh. No, that's interesting. Wh why yeah. would we prioritize that when we have Watchdogs Twitch sweaters that are in-game items that we're promoting? All up on the site. Yeah, but let's promote this game because Ubisoft gave us money. Vice versa. Yeah, I guess Yonder Simulator. Have, who cares? They don't have to promote it though. Like, yeah, they just they can't. I I think that would be way more controversial if they were banning things 
that they can't make money that off they of. can't make that their parent company can't make I, money off I, I think of. that like, seems like a decision amazon wouldn't even want to go for but i don't know i think they've like, done that with other stuff though like with uh google products that's, that's well right, yeah pro, have, but sure. that's on amazon yeah they have specifically decided not to sell things because amazon themselves has a specific product who, who knows how much amazon's well, they're, tendrils they're, are inside amazon's developing games right now they have they have their own they they own yonder yeah, yeah. simulator and i wouldn't be, own i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see some of those games promoted on twitch but to ban other games I don't know. It I think I, really I'm going to congratulate this whole panel because I think all of those things are correct. I think honestly, every single one of those has come up Good at some us. point because I, I really honestly believe it's a combination of all of those things because I've heard mm-hmm. all those things mm-hmm. uh, all put together in one sentence um, at different companies I've worked at, and that sounds uh, thoroughly plausible. Mm. Uh, my advice to the the game dev is to so if the more you put it in the news, the less Amazon's going to want to I think want to even touch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I would say if you want to back off, go to Twitch or to Amazon and see who you can talk to. Ask them why and then find out what it is that, that bothers them about the game. If they can't give you any answers, then I, you're kind of asking. I mean, I'm saying maybe you go to YouTube and you say, hey, my game's banned on Twitch. Do yeah. you guys want to do anything special with it? Yeah. Well, that's, I was going to say that's, so that's, a, that's like the nuclear <laughs> option because if you want to get it on Twitch, find out why, see if you can change your game to get it on Twitch. If yeah. you can't, Go to YouTube and say, yeah. "Hey, yeah. this is banned. I'm, I want to play it here." There's again, it's business, right? These are two businesses working against yeah. or for each other. That's the and the logo inside the, you talk. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the democratic <laughs> way I think to do it is to say like, like at Twitch, would to- totally love to see my game back on Twitch. But until then, I'm You're, giving away these codes right. for people to stream it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. At YouTube. Like, okay. and, and just do that. And, like, then people can stream it, and there may be an influx, and then maybe YouTube will be like, well, we want to, that you only stream it here or whatever. But then maybe Twitch will see it and go, okay, yeah. sorry, this is why. You know? Can I blow everyone's mind right now? Please. Because yeah. we're writing the next big video game movie right now mm-hmm. where <laughs> something similar to Yonder Simulator, but we... we over dramatize this as far as we can. Hi, Benson's Benson. Benson's Benson was like video game. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this Those is this good. is what Yandir Dev 001 does. He gets a job at Twitch. Ooh. He rises through the ranks. Hi, Benson. What are you doing? No. What's, What's on, on that him try? What's on that couch? He's trying so to bad? climb up Adam. Don't yeah. let him up. No, don't, you don't want him up. No, there's no room for him up here. He might bunk. He might bunk a mic or two, but that's anyway. So this guy ends up becoming the CEO. Through yeah. happenstance, there's also uh, a love story. Uh-huh. Okay, um, <laughs> oh, so you're writing a movie right now. Yeah. Okay. And it's all just a ploy to get his game on ban, but through this story, he learns a little something about himself, and he okay. learns to love too. So wait a minute. Okay. So <laughs> well, he they get a divorce. executive oh. simulator. Mm-hmm. He yeah. becomes a Twitch employee under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not false. He well, generally he doesn't use his real change. name as the dev. Okay. He just omitted certain info. But I feel like he should he should fall in love with like Jonathan Twitch's sister, oh, no. right? Just oh to, yeah, just to make it real complicated. Emma Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Yandere de- Dev okay. uh, uh, puts on, or I guess not incognito at all. I was trying to drive towards a Point Break slash Fast and Furious sort of <laughs> setup, but maybe it can be that, some sort of double movie. agent. It always goes to that. That's the yes, it does because uh, that's life. Uh, that's life. Excuse the fuck out of me. You still got triple X going through your veins right now. I do. That's your problem, man. I'm, so I want up. this one. This is more. This is a lower tier. This is like we can film this movie maybe in a weekend. Mm. Uh, <laughs> three weeks. Like a slightly a student, a student uh, film. Slightly connected thoughts. He means someone else. But well, we shoot oh, it in the valley. Oh, oh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna hit. Valley. I'm gonna hit you guys onto a hot new trend in Hollywood. <laughs> And uh, and you should probably put this in your film. 
At least if you want to get it financed. It might be shot is, on film. This is the first Let's Play movie. <laughs> 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 these financing first of all, put a hot money Chinese on. person in it, Donnie Yen. Uh, second of all, make something that doesn't typically surf on a wave, surf on a wave. You're, you got too much triple like X in the car brain. Door. Like a car door or <laughs> the Starship Enterprise or a sweet motorbike that has skis Okay, on. no, that's the scene where Yondir, Dev, Incognito, and John Twitch, George Twitch? Jonathan Twitch. Jonathan Twitch is the son of George Twitch, who's <laughs> the it. old CEO. Got sure. it. George Twitch Sr. And so different names. I get it. And they're surfing. Yep. <laughs> and so they're, they're by um, Alcatraz. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and then it. that's when Why they not? have like their first bro moment. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he the tells the moment. story. John tells the story of how like anime ruined him in high school uh, because he liked it and no one liked it. Mm. And so he got made fun of and that's why he hates it and he got rid of it. So do they surf on a body pillow? Where, where are we getting to? Completely unintentionally. I think Adam did a br- pretty good job bringing up, us back on to something semblance a topic. But body um, <laughs> I think I think that part of the reason anime may be pre- more prevalent on that list is because there is still a connotation that it is cartoons and thus aimed at children. And ah. so when you put adult content in something that appears to be aimed at children, oh. Oh, the, even though you guys got to get over it, like uh, American audience has got to get over it. Yeah. Like just because it's a cartoon doesn't mean it's for kids. We can fuck say, it. It's we fine. Learned, um, I'll say we learned well, that we, in the 80s with the Simpsons. Yeah, I was going to say we've had an adult cartoon for well, 30 yeah. years. Yeah. Still yeah. Know. The People still don't know. Like, yeah, the Flintstones, Flintstones was originally targeted to yeah. adults. She was pregnant. Well, how do you think that baby got in and, there? Uh, and a dinosaur. Oh, wait, God. who was pregnant? Fred would have to hold up his giant <laughs> Wilma. Wilma or something. Oh, that was in the pregnant. 90s. That was bullshit. No, it wasn't. Oh boy. Um, I'm sorry. So, 80s. so anyway, I think the 80s is when the Flintstones. Was <laughs> I on. think that's when they did the band, or they got a they introduced Bam Bam. Right? No, I don't know. The Flintstones is like for the 50s. Yeah. No, it is. But then they did like You're a Jetsons Flintstones here. crossover. Like, no, let's they brought it back. It's stupid. Anyway. Anyway, I think crap. that that some of that old guard type thinking may have something some influence on why yeah. these anime games are more targeted than other things. I think you're right. It, it may not even be that thinking. It may be the perception that that thinking still exists, yeah. which it does. So yeah, it, it 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 may be one step removed. It may not be. I think this is gross. It may be. I know other people will think this is gross. So let's just get rid of it. It's kind of like um. Like retail stores uh, not wanting, even though they sell M-rated games, they don't run footage of M-rated games in their stores because mm. some some soccer mom from Idaho is going to get offended if she walks into a store and sees somebody mm. getting chainsawed. It's it's not necessarily that it is objectively, um, the word fell out of my head, offensive content. It's more that somebody out there is going to get offended, so we might as well deal with this before it becomes a problem. It's the stupid thing, too, is doesn't Twitch has age-restricted streams right yes but that's for so yeah it's there's this there's age restricted cats? for both like mature games and things like that and if you talk about mature topics on your channel yeah, you're supposed yeah. to flag it but that does not mean that you can do adults only content so you can't play pornographic games or things like that oh no my livelihood i know uh, i don't get it no. i just fucking open the floodgates they, man. yeah they should just <laughs> well, do, <laughs> do <laughs> for advertiser oh, yeah do do like yeah you're, if, if it, you're gonna roll pre-roll ads they don't want to go in front of a race yeah, i know and you can you can do that you can control that you can. You do an offshoot of it called Twatch. It's even. It's even. It's just the association, Twatch. though. If you're yeah, on the, if your ads are on the same it. website, and it's like then watch. some watchdog watch twat. Twatch. <laughs> anyway, some watchdog group is going to throw a fit and then send a bunch of like call for everyone to boycott your site and send you emails. And I have an idea. Huh? This guy should go to Pornhub. And he should be the first video game to stream not on a Pornhub. Bad idea. It's not going to be That's the first video idea. game to stream on Pornhub, but Couchop does it. They stream yeah. no, they stream oh, video games oh, live. I don't know if they, I don't know what the streaming potential is there. Stream. But I'm just saying, like but, these, hashtag stream Pornhub. But then also yeah. from his perspective, because his game isn't 
pornographic we in were, any way. Yeah. Isn't that kind of, it's, it's kind of like a flip on it where he's like, I don't really want to be associated with pornography. Yeah. Make it porno. We were offered, <laughs> we were offered a you porn account. Ideas. Oh yeah. We just never did it. That's right. Pornhub should start making games. Well, when it's, probably do. <laughs> when it's time to watch porn, one should reach for their movement watch. So, you know, every day at three o'clock in the middle of the workday, it's time to watch. Time to watch porn. That ball busting porn. That could have been it. Ball but We'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> I promise we'll get to it later. But mm-hmm. Movement is a delightful company that makes elegant, delightful timepieces for the discerning watch wearer. Uh, they're low cost because it's direct to consumer. They don't, they're not stocked in stores. It's just on the website. And uh, they're all about minimalistic design, which I dig a lot. Um, simple, clean watch faces. You don't need a lot of bullshit on there. Just a little Mickey hand pointing where you want it to go. That's not accurate. They don't sell Mickey. They haven't licensed that yet. But that's why the watches can stay cheap for you, the consumer. Uh, watches start at $95, and you can get 15% off your order with free shipping and free returns in case you don't like it by going to movementwatches.com slash dudesoup. Uh, one note about the URL. The, 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 it is spelled mvmtwatches.com slash dudesoup. So just bear in mind. I was going to call it a slogan, but it's not. No, it's <laughs> so not, I didn't want to no. misappropriate the term. Absolutely not. But thank you for your sponsorship, Movement. And uh, yes, ball busting. So, what's the name of the movie? Not yet. Oh. Um, I I uh, I came up with a new idea for Dude Soup, and I haven't quite done the research to put it in this week. Um, and maybe I'm tipping my hat a little too early for next week. But True. we're gonna start. Uh, or rather, I'm gonna introduce Dude Soup Battle, which is the goal to find the coolest thing on the internet, the coolest thing people do, because people on the internet tend to group together and then give themselves a name. Uh, like the Slogo guys. Yeah, like, like the Slogo guys. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, there's only one of us so far, but, you know, movement starts slow and they build up steam. Or like when they, uh, you pause or neg someone. Exactly. So that was that was my idea as well. Uh, when you give somebody AIDS. Yeah. And people <laughs> fetishize getting AIDS. They call favorite. themselves negs until they get paused by somebody who has AIDS. Okay, just because oh, really? there's that's 10 of my, those people. My favorite but that's community. the thing they do it. So so this is this is the thing that I enjoy. It's not a death sentence. It's not a quite, and I want to make this very clear off the top. Okay. Because we're in a little age hostility right now. Yeah. It's not about mocking people. It's about celebrating how fucking weird people can be. It's yeah. kind of mocking. And a little bit, but <laughs> who's ripping off the trilbies? I don't like it. Oh yeah, the trilbies. No, it's got a totally different I focus. Pitched I pitched a show this morning to, to Bruce that was trilbies. Well, did you trademark it? Well, no, Uh-oh. it's a slogan in the world. I'm work. slapping a slogan all over the trilbies. <laughs> oh, the trilbies celebrates different things with the, in giving out trilby awards. Mm-hmm. Like but what? does it celebrate people wanting wanting to catch AIDS in their ass? Well, it would <laughs> if you would just let it. Okay, well, fine. You well, okay. That'll be that'll be the first two two battle. Slogos versus trilbies. Who wins? Uh, the, so the actual battle I decided, or I decided, was like, every uh, every week or at least weeks where I find a new interesting uh, set of activities that the internet takes place or participates in and enjoys, hmm. uh, that we will compare that against the reigning champion. You guys can decide which one is more awesome, more internet. Um, you know, getting peed in the eye and things like that. Okay. Um, this was all prompted because uh, Twitch made me hip to maskers. Which is a thing that has existed for a while, but I didn't know it was called masker. I love this shit. So if you are a masker, you you basically want to become a living doll. Oh, basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, it just you know, you just <laughs> gotta know. The I've term. seen, I've seen, yeah. I've seen a documentary about it. It's awesome. So oh, you put on really? the bodysuit, you put on cute clothes, you put on a creepy mask, but it's all latex. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like terrifying. Yeah, it cool. I mean, there's layers to it, but so those Literally. are the maskers. Yeah, People that just really enjoy being dolls. They they wear diapers because it takes so much time to get in and out of the suit because you basically pull like a 
like a plastic sheet around oh. your whole body and you have a friend zip it up so all the way to the top of your head piss into your diaper and so you you put generally they put a diaper on so that way they can piss and shit in it because if they have to go to the bathroom they're going to be they basically they, as soon as they lock in they're committed to like well, how long like yeah, how 12 long? 12 hours or what? something of what are they doing for 12 thing. hours of being a doll. sometimes they're sitting in a car being adorable they went on like a road trip just sat in a car what just with doll face. Does that turn them on or something? Is that sexual? Maybe. I don't think so. But you uh, can't do anything. They feel beautiful. It's a, a lot of it, a lot of it, what I saw is there were men who, there were women too, but men who like felt beautiful. They're like beautiful mm. doll. They don't necessarily want to be women, but they want to look beautiful. They want to look beautiful. And so they look like a porcelain yeah. like doll or whatever, except the masks are terrifying. Like they're nightmares. <laughs> are you going to get up, Lawrence? They're all nightmares. This what? is there, there it is. this is oh. so I always have a weird question about these. Ah! There it is. <laughs> so before we even get to this part, okay. Sorry. So we all I think we all have parts of our lives that we wouldn't want aired on television. Mm-hmm. Like on TV. just so I mean, like for me, just fucking playing video games. It's something that like I TLC's like I want you to talk about your video like your video game past. I'm like God no. Oh. Like I don't want people to see that. I already do that for like work. That's weird. That's just a simple thing, right? Sure. I, it blows my mind when there's like the dude who's like, I like to dress up as a giant baby. Sure, come to my house and film it and show the whole world. That's because it's who they are. Because they have, yeah. well, just there's so many, it's so much harder to get stuff done on television than it is the internet. And when there's an entire oh, like, show like oh, this yeah. where you have to go through, first you have to find the people and then you have to get them to agree something, to yeah. do this. And then they, the, the subject has to get over the mental hurdle of saying like, oh shit, everyone in the world's going to see this. They're proud my, of it. My fa- I guess. They're and proud I, of it. I yeah, they're proud of it. It might also be Man. to some people it's perceived as like, well, if I tell my story, it might, uh, yes. you know, it, it might legitimize it. It might make destigmatize it. Mm-hmm. It might make people think it's okay because they see more human perspective so some, on someone it. Someone sees it and they go, oh, I shouldn't be well, ashamed of I'm, In terms of researching, I think a lot of it is like, so you start in a place where people are already open about it to some extent, like a forum or a website or something where people are already just they it. feel safe within their circle. And then and then you approach it from a perspective. I mean, ideally, you approach it from a perspective where it's like, we're not going to make fun of you. We're just trying to showcase who you are. And I think the humanization aspect is a big thing. I think a lot of these people are like, this is just kind of who I am. And uh and as long as you're not going to make fun of me for it, like go out of your way to make fun of me for it, like I'm perfectly fine sharing that. And you can see that sometimes this is how human beings are. I you convinced me. I want to wear a mask. It's also an avenue to see if you can discover other people that have your have your same fucking weird kink. Because oh, yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, there's more of us. I feel it's more safe community. It's like, I guess it's like bronies sort of. You could be the or, most famous brony or most f- famous masker. Yeah, or furries. It's like people being like, it, oh so shit, there's somebody else into this weird shit too. Like, yeah. cool, like we can support each other. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's, there's also a whole other community that, because I, I, I've heard this before, where somebody will say like, come out and be like, I'm a masker, I do this, I do that. And there are other maskers online that say, that's wrong. That person's not masking oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is the right way to mask. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> are always like, wow, that's crazy. Differences. Yeah. You guys are, I think, understanding the the full sluggo of okay, what so, uh, <laughs> dude soup dude soup battle is all about. Okay, so what are the? It's about celebrating, not yeah. shaming. Absolutely, and that's what we're doing now for maskers. Hey, live your truth. Be a doll. Uh, <laughs> you'll get no hate from me. Who, who are the maskers <laughs> against? Um, I, oh, okay. Uh, it's a battle, right? The ball busters. Uh, Tama Carey is what it's called. Okay. Um, from the uh, from the Wikipedia page, Tama Carey, 
is a sexual fetish and subgenre of the pornography in which a man's testicles are abused. Mm-hmm. The genre is also referred to as ball busting, or BB for short. Mm. Originally popular in Japan, like all good things, it has now spread to the rest of the world. Tamakari is the Japanese term, but it is used by many non-Japanese as well. The dynamics of Tamakari are attacks on a specific part of the male anatomy, namely the testicles. And the genre also appears to sadistic women as to both hetero and homosexual masochistic males. Mm. So, uh, and also there's a sweet gif on the internet of a girl... Uh, like a woman boxer with sweet boxing gloves, and she just delivers a righteous uppercut to a dude's dick. And then right as she punches those balls, cum squirts out. Yeah. Like, yes! Okay. So, keeping in mind these two things, what would you say wins today's combat in the arena? The dude super arena. I don't know what the criteria the, is. Yeah, what, what do you... It's what ball do you busting find? versus masking? So, uh, what gives you a greater sense of catharsis knowing that someone out there is living their dream? Mm. Whether they're getting punched in the dick, punching another in the dick, or dressing up like a giant doll wearing a diaper and shitting four hours later. Dick ball punching is a little bit too much like S, just your standard S&M. Okay. To me, it's a little bit just... A, it's lazy. It's lazy. It is kind of lazy. Okay. Uh, the mask, You're all lazy. I'm for the mask. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, so the if film. we're, yeah. we're going to go on like weird and and kind of like sort of like a subdivision of just S and M, then I got to go mask because mask requires a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I do, however, think that if you are masking, there may be something psychologically just a little off about you. We're all a little compared off. to getting your balls, your balls punched. treated like a boxing fucking no, speed bag. No, I think there may be something <laughs> a little psychologically off with them too. Okay, but I think the mask might require a little more, a little more. Uh, There's a lot of effort a little, there. A little, there might be a little therapy know. involved. Maybe. Uh, I maybe. I mean, like I go home and pretend to be a cybernetic ninja, and when I'm done with that, I go play Overwatch. <laughs> We, All right, um, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote the winner for masking. Okay, it sounds like everybody's on board. Maskers I, yeah, win. I, masking I think masking. Sure. Yeah. Did God you foresee bless. that? I, I I try not to. I try not to presume. Um, can we? Can we potentially? I don't want to. I don't want to produce your segment for you. But can you? When we do this in the future, can you take an index card? And then write what you think we're going to pick ah, and put it in a sealed envelope. I think I can. And put it on the table at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yes. And then once we decide, you'll rip it open and ah, show us. It's like, a, yeah, it's very Hitchcock of you. Yeah. I like I it. I think 20 years from now, we're going to have our very first mask president. Oh, one can hope. <laughs> 20 years. 20 this, years from now. Yeah, I think this we rate, might about be there. Two years. I get Trump out of there. Or unless well, he reveals himself say, to be a master. Every two years, we just impeach. We speed this thing up. Why do you know he likes getting pissed on? We got to get the mask. When are we going to have an American mask president? <laughs> Every time I walk by the hall, president is Disneyland, I get offended. Here's the thing. That's what I want to march for. <laughs> I want to march for Hashtag masks. Masters. You can do it all America. day. You don't even have to this stop in the bathroom. This is killing the trilbies. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, at least you got to, you got to, hey, comp- you'll be forged in the killing of competition. Reach out and grab it. Maybe, maybe you get all fired up about, about people stealing your show ideas. Maybe that becomes a new kink and then maybe you can enter the dude's theater yourself. Because you were going to be one of the stars of the trilbies. Wait, battle. I fucked up the word. Oh. Hmm. I will be. Ah, I could be a star. That, I can win everything. I own the world with slogos. Those are mine. Uh, I win every dude suit battle because I'll just change out the envelopes and no one's looking. And then I get to be master of the Trilbies. God, it's great being me. I remember at the end of the first Resident Evil movie, they take uh, the one character who gets Slash and they go, put him in the Nemesis Project. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be so cool. And then the second movie came out and it looked really dumb. Yeah, it was not great. Well, it it did. So here's what happened with the second movie. Uh Yeah, They were like, we're gonna we're gonna basically use the production design of the game, and we're just gonna take it from there. So it was like a one to one recreation of Nemesis. Yeah. You're like, oh right, 
sometimes things suck when they're not in games. <laughs> so like they had like Joe Valentine in the exact same outfit. Yeah, and you're like tube top. Oh, it looks really stupid when she's doing backflips that mm. way. Oh, dang. <laughs> like, I don't know. Also, there, who's the guy who's working on the Resident Evil films that more backflips, more wire work, I mean, more ninjas. I know. I said it from the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you got to keep your voices down. You know who might be in the studio right now? It's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. That's That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. She might be hanging out right now. There's oh, a yeah. Bed she in just here. comes she, by. I, mean, said she I love Res- Mila Djokovic or whatever. Adam she sleeps said. in her car like every other actress. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually. Mm, Between no, this, auditions. This would not surprise anybody. I've seen every Resident Evil movie. And I'm going to go see the other one. We, I was, we were talking to Bones at lunch, and he was saying he, for like a gift, he got like the box set, which Ooh, exists. That's a good deal. <laughs> I didn't even know the price. And it was zero dollars. He found it in a garage it sale. Comes, it's oh. ahead of Mia. Oh, God. What's awesome slash not awesome about those movies yeah. is there have been enough of them now that it has its own continuity. And it's completely separate from the games, but it's about as stupid as the games are. Sure. And it just keeps going, man. Yeah. And. Oh, it's it's great. Well, the, I think the, at the last time the entire planet was destroyed and everyone was on a boat, one boat. That was where the movie ended. Wait, no, that was that was a movie ago. Then they so, went back to Raccoon City, which was an underground recreation. Wesker was back. There was, he had Neo powers, just like in. Res- it's weird because they'll borrow bits from the games and yeah. then just toss it into the movie. Huh. Anyway, he had Neo powers and he was blinking around. We should ask. He had Neo powers when she's around. And find out. Oh, she doesn't care. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because the other one was the one with all of the, like, it was it was Alice fighting all the Alice clones. Because it was 3D. That was how the last one got made. That was the original subtitle, Alice and the Alice clones. <laughs> it was pretty cool. She was throwing ninja Resident stars. And Johnny Alice Depp the was there as the Mad Hatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember? The AI was called the Red Queen because of Resident Evil. Yep. That's how they did. That character back in the third movie. Too. Oh, my They gosh. just pick and choose things that they Man. like. It's yeah. cool. They had the laser grid back in the third movie, too. Laser grid is pretty cool. Really messes with you. Because you see Alice wake up, but then she dies, and you're like, no, Alice, no. But it turns out it was a clone. Anyways, are we going to talk about the video game? <laughs> we can't. We haven't played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Are we going to do a playthrough on it? On our yeah. Channel? Yeah, we should. We should well, at least start it. We should it. start it, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the yeah, demo. Played All it at home. 16 times you we get that coin? It. Yeah. So, James, it turns out. And and so, remember there was that dude super where we were trying, you were trying to get oh, out yeah. and get yeah. the true ending? You don't get the coin for that. So, I mean, that is a true ending, but the ending's pretty, pretty much a letdown. You, there's this whole other thing you have to do to get the dirty coin. Oh. Or the coin, old coin. What's coin the coin. old coin? It's it's the one thing you can get out of the demo and take it into the main game. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Then, I well. Don't, then I don't care. <laughs> I was ha. disappointed because it's I actually coming out, to piece, coming out yeah. on PC the same time as the console version. Is it? Yeah. But the awesome. VR support has a yeah. one-year right. uh, exclusive deal with PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. Which I was like, this Too is actually much. the first game that... You could probably Lawrence was saying he's, this is the first game he's going to play through in VR. He's like, shit! Finally, we got a killer app, and it's being it's on PlayStation. It's being separated. Well, kind of okay I mean, that. but mother of God, we need a march. When we did that, that was intense. <laughs> yeah, I did it, and then and then Jess did it, mm-hmm. and Jess was oof, a trooper by the boy. Way. She oh boy, she was sick for like a day. That Ugh. that game put the fear. The, the fear in me. Awesome. Surround sound headphones or whatever. And like just I was sitting next to everyone on the couch, but I felt completely yeah. alone in that you're in world. another world. It's awesome. It's terrifying. It's uh awesome. it's great, man. The when you're normally playing awesome. No, I don't want any part of that. When you're normally playing a horror game, there are all sorts of things that sort of take you out of the experience and give you safety. Just seeing the bezel around a TV and being in a familiar yep. place and having all the sound coming from one direction, it's yep. like, okay, it's over there. No big yeah. deal. But when when it's your entire field of view. And it's everything you can hear. It, it, they get to control almost every bit of your experience, which means they can fuck with you real hard. Well, the thing, awesome. thing for me about scary stuff is if there's a barrier between like what I'm see- seeing or experiencing and my face, 
I'm like, okay, well, I can at least protect my face. It's like like old animal instincts. Yeah. Protect the important part. Without my eyes, then I'm ruined. When you're in it, it it's completely immersive, so it's all you can see. But you still understand that there's a screen in front of you. And so I kept waiting for a hand to reach between the ma- oh. like the place oh. that it's unprotected, and then I'm trying to get the mask off. But then there's something like that's how it feels. It's Boy. just like that anticipation. For me, the big difference, like I can watch any horror movie, no problem. I, I enjoy. I really enjoy scary stuff. With games, it's like the willing yourself to go forward thing is the big biggest problem I have for me, where I, I like literally cannot get my brain to to tell my hand like <laughs> move this forward mm-hmm. um because i'm it's just it's it's more it's it's movie watching is passive where you're not actually like doing mm-hmm. anything yourself mm-hmm. and that's why like james is going to be playing and i'll be watching him play <laughs> i really really want to see it but i don't i'll be facing her fears yeah no. i don't i don't think i can handle well, that, it they um when they put out the pt demo i remember i was because i heard about it and they did that whole like awesome marketing campaign where like and it's on PlayStation right yeah. now when they announced it. It's like, oh, cool. I played it. There's the part where the woman like opened the door and she slams it on you, immediately hit the PlayStation button. They just went to the menu and just kind of stopped for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And just turned off the PlayStation. <laughs> like, yeah. When Michael Huber and I streamed that before we knew what it was, we covered so little ground in so much time because we were too scared too to scared, like move yeah. forward. Um, I'm not so we good did with those games. so little. So we definitely have to do a playthrough. I know. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm glad we're Make doing those play. things because otherwise, like, oh, well, at, like, at least we'll play it at some oh point. Oh god, not, yeah. not in the VR. Well, like I'll Alien Isolation, couldn't get through it. Couldn't get through Soma. Like uh, Amnesia, any of those games. Like I can't play by myself because then I, I can't either. It's it's the same feeling I got after I did the sensory deprivation tank, where I just feel alone and sad, and I need <laughs> like hugs. <laughs> it just feels bad. I just feel like I like I I need like a come down after that. Like I'm so like yeah. Ew. Tense, yeah. not like that. James, that's <laughs> called bukkake. Give the eye. Thank you, Japan. Um, but like, yeah, it's just, it just, I feel like emotionally drained. tense and drained yeah, yeah. after. Yeah. It's a big yeah. reason why I don't play video games Ever. to feel the emotion of real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing that could help you relax after a terrible session in horror gaming is cooking yourself a nice meal with Blue Apron. A cooking meal. Yes, it, uh, it's a calming activity that you can use your hands for, which pacifies the mind. And then nourishing food will then relax your stomach and even out your temperament. Um, Blue Apron is a meals by mail service, basically. You get a box a week. And in that box, there are all the ingredients for any number of meals. And they're all pre-portioned, so you get exactly the right amount of food for the food you're going to create. comes with uh, recipe cards, uh, so it'll list everything you need, show you pictures and, and like a handy ordered list. They even redid it recently, so there's like little check boxes and stuff. So you can, if you really have problem itemizing all the directions, you can just run it down that way. One of the things I like, um, being being more and more uh, climate conscious these days, is that everything about Blue Apron is meant to be climate friendly. So all of the materials that it ships to you in are recyclable, uh, and then they they say that their food is also uh, regeneratively created. So seafood. And this, these are their claims. I haven't you know, like verified them, but one would hope. Uh, seafood is sourced sustainably under the standards developed in partnership with Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Uh, they say beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised farms. And produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming. So hopefully the food will not only uh, nourish you, but also uh, have a minimal impact on the planet we all live on. Um, if that entices you, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping. By going to blueapron.com slash shoop. Shoop. There's so many ships. Uh, blueapron.com slash soup. Soup. S-O-U-P. S-O-U-P. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, once more, first three meals for free with free shipping. 
That's blueapron.com slash soup. So thank you for your sponsorship, Blue Apron. I just thought of a really good idea. What's that? Slash you, you said You said, not slogan. Damn it. You said slogo. meals by mail. And then I, I imagined uh, James in j- nothing but a Speedo presenting a meal Ooh. to like like somebody. Do I have somebody, to cook too? Somebody, Do I cook for them? You don't, M-A-L-E. Oh, yeah. yeah, you don't have to cook it, but you could just, you're just there presenting it to them. I think you just wrote the next RT short. For the right price. Oh, mm-hmm. meals by mail. All right, we'll do. Don't All right, I got any chance to get Blaine naked again? Don't show amnesia, goddamn it! <laughs> I got a, I got a Lawrence trademarked, trademarked mind freak for you guys. Okay, um, trademarking these? Everything's true. Oh, yeah. Since you lost Slogo, you've just been hitting everything left. I didn't and right. lose Slogo. I didn't lose Mind Freak. Chris well, Angel can go fuck himself. He probably, he probably can. Could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'd pay for it. You have to. It's the only uh, way to see him. So and this he wheels is, the kid out. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is an old mental top I've been spinning for a while. Uh, so I, I finished Final Fantasy 15 and the ending is not good. It's really, really not good. Oh. There's just massive holes in it. A lot of ma- very important chunks just gone. It's the hill he chooses to die on. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I love the game. I, I was there when Lawrence it. finished it and he barely reacted. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, but Chocobo Festival's coming up, so that's good. Got that going for me. <laughs> Actually, I think, it, I think it started today. So is that related cool. to the game or is this the thing you're going to? It's like the Golden everything. Saucer. Back yeah. again. I love the golden saucer. They added the golden saucer to 14. It's so great. That's where you get Omni Slash. Sorry. I have no idea what you're talking about. You will someday. You can go on a date with Barrett if you try hard enough. Hopefully I'll die never knowing this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so here's the mind freak. Uh, One of the appeals of older slash retro games, especially when it comes to storytelling, is that much like a novel, there's a certain element of the imagination that gets engaged automatically. So if you're playing, you know, like Dragon Quest and you're walking around in a shitty 8-bit world or like Legend of Zelda, at least my mind automatically fills in some of the graphical gaps with a little more detail. I imagine a lush forest. I imagine the sounds. I imagine the heat. Uh, just while I'm playing, it's just there's not a whole lot to actually think about because it's kind of a boring game. Um, much in the same way, like 16-bit era RPGs had enough space for story, like they would write in script. But due to weird translations and, and sometimes some junior level story writing, you automatically sort of filled in the gaps yourself, like what the characters are thinking or feeling in given scenes, given that the dialogue exchange is pretty basic. Uh, so there was, there was a certain, I do feel a certain uh, creative uniqueness to that sort of experience where not everything is handed to you with the utmost graphical detail. Not every line is, is like worried over and written out explicitly. You have to sort of play along with it and make your own story with it. I think it's very similar to reading a novel in that way. You imagine the characters, you imagine the settings, and they're described to you. Now, is it possible? It's not, but I'm throwing this out anyway. Is it possible that modern games, and specifically Japanese games tend to do this, like Kingdom Hearts, intentionally leave out very important story beats so that while you're not playing the game, you sort of fill them in on your own? So it occupies more of your mind, it engages your imagination, it makes it feel more personal. This is the only way I can explain to myself, at least, why some people feel such an attraction to the stories of games like Kingdom Hearts that are just an unexplained mess of interconnectedness and weird time travel right. bullshit. You're kicking the beehive. I think that you are right about why people are drawn to it. I don't know that that's necessarily the case of why they make it that way. Yeah, you don't think it's I think it's because crap? it's 20 teams mm. putting all their pieces together, especially in the case of like Final Fantasy 15, 15 and, a yeah. game that was supposed to come out what? I think thirty-five Four years, years ago, ago or whatever, like <laughs> a couple it, decades. Ago. It was yeah. supposed to be a completely different game. It was like and the end of disco, new wave, and then Final changed Fantasy. it. <laughs> oh, whatever, a third of the way through its development cycle, and then turned it into a different game that then they thought would be better, 
trying to adapt more to the landscape of the game. Mm-hmm. I think when you do stuff like that, you're going to, it happens with movies too. Yeah. Movies yeah. that change hands and there's been a hundred different writers and you're like, none of that makes any sense. It's like, well, that's because this guy only works on pages 15 to 35, mm. you know, and had a different viewpoint on everything. Right. And at this point, Napoleon Dynamite was hot. So that's why yeah. that scene's yeah. in there. But I think guy. that, I think that people are drawn to it because it taps into that aspect of they, they mm. fill in the blanks for themselves and then they go online. They do like what you do with uh, Game of Thrones where you, you go together and you go, well, what does this mean? I think it means that. I think it means another thing. I remember, I remember right before the last season of Breaking Bad came out. There were these leaked photos of uh, they were theorizing about it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the allegiances of certain characters. And someone zoomed in on a photo from a f- flash forward sequence, and they point zoomed in on it, enhanced and zoomed in that that uh, one of the characters was wearing a wire that was running. Huh? And they're like, they're like, they they're an informant. Like they're hmm. an informant. And we had like. This is so obvious. Like no one would miss that detail. Was not the case. Totally probably was a microphone wire oh, that someone okay. didn't talk right. But this is what they read into it. And then I was like, that's it. We figured it out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I think, but I think people, whether or not they're right or wrong, love to do that. This is a coincidental topic because just this morning I was reading an article on crack.com because you guys know I you go, love crack. go to crack.com. Fan. You still like, think it's 2006? Like, like 10, like us, 10 yeah. years now mm-hmm. or longer, I, you know, every day religiously crack, crack.com. Every day. Yep. And so I was weird. reading, a, you know, an article of uh, maybe the 20 greatest fan theories, you know, that we have present. And I, I think that a, a good writing, good narratives leave some to infer. I think that bad narratives sometimes ask too many questions and never answer them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's a great balance. And sometimes when, you know, you can say maybe was Neville supposed to be the oh, chosen yeah. one yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Harry Potter? Who knows? Uh, no, Harry Potter there, chose one. There's stuff like Dark Souls where it's like, oh, well, there's there's no <laughs> there, there's no actual story in the game or it's very, very light. But you have to go and kind of like read about it. Otherwise, I prefer that um, in video games. I like the game to just like um Hyperlight Drifter is that where it is Overwatch does that too. Overwatch does oh, that. Overwatch too. absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I love it when it's just like, oh yeah, video games are meant to be played, not watched. Yeah, I think it depends on the medium. Yeah. That, and I, I understand I understand some people like that, but for me personally, with so many different things to choose out there, I like when a game is just a game. And going back to like Hyperlight Drifter, that is probably the most story I will tolerate in a game where it does have an opening cin- cinematic, which is badass. And then there's just kind of subtle moments and there's no dialogue. And like, it's as close to like, I think Dark Souls as you can get in like a 2D world. And I was like, I like this. This is so good. I'm a little worried about Zelda uh, as excited as I am, you know, already bought a Switch. You know? Oh, right? you, like, do you think there's too many cutscenes in the, the trailer? Story I'm afraid much? there, because then we saw the Japanese voice acting in it. I'm like, oh, well, we no, have to no, find out no, why no. she's crying. I mean, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> but, but Zelda's always, it's never had voice acting, but it's always had this, they're telling you the story. Yeah. No, no, for sure. And it, no, that has been in there and like it's been tolerable because it's a few voice lines from like a fairy yelling at you or a Deku tree or whatever. But um, just give me my third hook shot or like it attaches to like his sternum or something and we're good to go. I think I think it depends. <laughs> I think I like I like all kinds of games. I like the games you're describing. I think it's in in the specific example of kind of what you mentioned, Lawrence. I think it's you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to make me sit here and watch you tell me about something it, like in the narrative of the game for 35 minutes, but then leave out other important details later. I Tell see. me the story. Like Metal Gear? Is that, is that what you're uh, Metal Gear pretty much hammers it home. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really it gives leave many It gives you way too many details. It gives you way more details. But I'm saying like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. saying Final Fantasy 15. If there's big holes at the end, yeah. 
Yet I had to sit through a 25 minute cutscene where two people were just going on and on about the state of the world and stuff like that. It's like that's that's not balanced. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure that it's consistent throughout. You can do nothing. You can be Dark Souls if you want to and make it all implied. And that'll be great. Or you can be very straightforward and tell the exactly character motivations the whole way through. Um, that's okay too. But well, it's like with a with anything with a video game. I think you were talking about it at least with with the video game. You have to make a good video game before it can be a good story. Typically, because it's a video game. Mm-hmm. And with movie, usually you got to like there's a, there's a lot more narrative involved with the movie because that's what's part of a movie. Whereas a video game, I feel like the narrative is we always say this: is the narrative is a little more takes a, little, a back seat to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the movie itself. If you're writing a movie or directing and producing a movie, whatever, then those pieces are a little more important than maybe a video. Yeah, I think there's a, a big difference between giving the audience something to infer and plot holes. Like yeah. those are those are two different. Mm-hmm. Like what do one you is a, think? <laughs> one's a narrative device, and then one's That's just fine. like shitty writing. One of my um, fav- one of my favorite stories about what you what you're talking about is uh, Christopher Nolan at the end of Inception. Everyone was like, "Oh, is he in a dream or is it real?" At the end of Inception, that the point is for you to infer whichever one you want. Is it is it a dream or is it real? And you talk about it and everybody discusses it, fancy, blah, 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 blah. And like I think it was like nine months or a year later, somebody was like, they asked Christopher Nolan, what did you mean? And he's like, oh, that was the real world. Like, that's what it was. For me, that was the real world. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. the way I wrote the movie. That's the way I thought of everything. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, I always think back to that and say, okay, well, the, the visionary, he already had it laid out. He had a plan. Mm-hmm. But he knew how to make it so that everybody would think about it. Not that he was like, it is the real world at the end yeah. of the movie. Well, that's the same with Guillermo del Toro and Pan's Labyrinth, which is pretty yeah. open-ended, oh, too, yeah, yeah. in how you perceive it being something like mystical and supernatural or, or real and just uh, terrible for what's going on. Belief, yeah. Guillermo, he like, he's like, well, I know what it is. Yeah. Like I and, and he said what it is. I won't say it for anybody that hasn't seen it or doesn't want to know. But... Uh, but he still does give the audience the opportunity to. It's a great narrative. I think it's one one of my favorite movies, and uh, he still gives you the opportunity to to put whatever you want into that story. Yeah. But then he's like, "Well, I I know." And there are clues. He says there are clues, just like Christopher Nolan yeah, says like there he's, are clues. He's, he's giving it to you, but not like on a silver platter. Well, because yeah. he had the he knew he knew what the answer was. He's just leaving out. He's putting in some variables so that way you can insert your own yeah. things there. But he you also have to be smart about where you put the things in like you said there's a big difference between leaving something out or a plot hole yeah well and doing the comparison since they are it's kind of weird you can make the comparison but it's usually not good to do so doing you know movies and video games with a movie you start with a good story and then from there you find a way to tell that story visually in an entertaining way like you can say oh i have a really cool idea for a shot that will make this story more believable or it'll make it more interesting with a video game you start with the visual shots first and then you go back and then do the story. At least that's how I've been educated by people who wrote Half-Life. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. what I've learned how most games are done. Unless you're David Cage, you can go, I have a story I want to tell. <laughs> What's the video game? I don't know. You mash buttons. We'll figure it out later. Just as long as I don't page is naked. And then uh, those are typically seen as not great video games. Right. Those are seen as bad storytelling. Um, but you can see there where the... Uh, where they were going with, what what their priorities mm-hmm. were. And typically, video games that we tend to remember more fondly are ones that are very playable. Um, and then most likely the story was done afterwards. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right, that'll do it for today's Dude Soup. Tonight's maybe, whenever you're happening to listen to this, whatever, whatever time zone or place or location in the world you happen to be, this Dude Soup has come to a conclusion. But we thank you for joining us. 
for this hour and change. You're welcome. I hope you do the same next week. I uh, asked us to come up with slogos for Dude Soup, Lawrence. Yeah, that's the challenge. Is Mine, that for next week? Oh, next for next week? week? Oh, okay, no. I have we one now. Time. You think you don't oh, get Lisa's got hers now? Damn. I want to hear it. Uh, Maybe you should give it a so week and it? sit on it, Elise. I can't, I can't. I can't. Oh, I wanted to hear it. I'll, I'll come up with another one next week. We also have to design it. We won't remember. It's a slogan. She could just say it. It's not a slogan. Exactly. Adam's starting to I'll wait. I'll do the whole slogan. You got to draw it. Slogan. You got to draw it. You got to draw it. Well, if you enjoyed the podcast, uh, I would kindly request that you leave us a little rating or maybe recommend it to a friend. I don't have to. S- simply joining us for this hour is enough. Uh, and if you're watching live, please stay tuned for the post show. We're in. We look at cool fan art, uh, take some comments, discuss matters of the day, give people life advice, which we are thoroughly qualified to do. Absolutely. We talk real. Yeah. We actually have a pretty hefty episode coming up because we missed a week. So yeah. there's a backlog to work through. I'm going to be going pretty fast. So if you're watching live, please stay tuned for that. If you're not watching live, check it out on RT.com for uh, first members. And for everyone else, thank you for joining us and have a wonderful day.